Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 29 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 9am in Central US. If you missed the podcast you can catch up with the whole show where I re-upload it every Sunday to my own YouTube channel at Virtual Reality Oasis. Or check out the audio only version which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes and on SoundCloud. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback during the show please put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So just like last week, we are actually pre-recording this episode this week, and that is because me and the little Nathie are heading to Amsterdam to go to VidCon, so unfortunately we can't do the podcast live, uh, because we'll be involved in some crazy creator discussion about how we can improve on the platform, so I hope you guys understand that. But let me introduce you to the crew, uh, not like they need any introduction, but if you're new to the show, maybe you don't know these wonderful bunch of VR people. So let me introduce you, and this is, uh, first up, he wants to live the American dream, and that is our little Nathy. How you doing, dude? You alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine, and uh, yeah, we are going to VidCon, right? It, it, yeah, it's, we are. It's, it's so exciting, or we have already been there. Hmm. Uh, hmm. We will be there when this goes live. Okay. Yeah, but there is. I'm a... here already. But we are going to a presentation about podcasting, so that's going to be really cool. Very well, interesting. I'm, I think there is plenty we can learn. To be honest, <laughs> there, we had there few, you can we had always few... learn something. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. We had a few technical difficulties just before the show, but you know, it's not the VR Inside podcast unless you've got to rush around in the last few minutes before the show to get things working okay. Mike got so, attacked by a garden it. snake. Yeah. Had to source this little <laughs> cable to get things working, but yeah. Next up, this guy, he likes to get rowdy, but with fruit. It is, of course, the rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm actually doing great. Yeah. You, How are you doing yourself? You've been taking on bananas, you've been taking on strawberries and apples. No, and the whole, no fruit the whole... is safe, you know? No fruit is safe. No fruit is safe. <laughs> You're good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm always excited for these kind of podcasts, especially if you do them in the evening, because it's like a different kind of setting. I like that, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, last, it's, a, it's a nice kind of thing. We had, we just laughed so much. Like, it, I, I don't know if I was laughing just because I was just like so tired that you just get a bit crazy, or I was just, uh, you know, the, the the mood was just taking me a different uh, place. It is I think it was strange. a very fun episode. It was indeed, yeah. So our next up, this guy, he's actually the new model for Oculus. He's modeling Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> it's being used in all their GDC uh, images. That is our Zimtalk 5. How are you? Hey, I'm good. You know, to just grease it up, Mike, and flaunt it if you've got it, I guess, would be my two tips of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, first Oculus, next up, Calvin Klein. Calvin. You never know. Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 who doesn't like a little bit of, like, Zimtalk propaganda? I mean, it's, in it's underwear? welcome. Oh, I'd sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking very colorful patterns they'd be. <laughs> they would be they would be if, if your current attire is anything to go by so last but by no means least myself the host of the show mike from virtual reality oasis in today's episode we have got tons of stuff to talk about we've got loads of news from gdc lots of hardware lots of games to talk about we've got uber talking about patenting a vr system for self-driving cars 
But are self-driving cars dangerous or not? That's a good question to ask. Uh, we've got Skyrim VR. Say goodbye to all your spare time because this is pretty much going to take up all of it. <laughs> we've got the Microsoft Claw. And then we're going to be talking about the Google Lenovo Mirage Daydream headset as well. Um, so let's kick off the show. Find out what everyone's been up to on this uh, this this week. Uh, you know, it's been a bit of a crazy week with a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but let's kick it over to Nathy first to see what you've been up to and uh, enjoying in the metaverse. Okay, so in this short week, I played uh, three games. I'm going to cheat a bit. I will also take a game uh, from last week. So I played Protocol. Uh, it, it's mm. it's it's that that Duke Nukem kind of game, you know, where you need to do crazy uh, missions. You're basically James Bond, but then you need to do weird stuff. Okay? <laughs> Just not not a professional James Bond, I would say. Uh, but okay. that's what I played. Uh, it, it, it's one of those games that is flying under the radar right now. Well, I think it has a lot of potential to become a great game. They did use like third-person uh, teleportation, you know. I'm not. Yeah. Why are people doing that? Me. Why? What? Uh, I mean, it can be in there. You know, I'm not saying that it's it's not welcome because some people will like it. It's just that there were no other options for me to pick. Uh, from so I, I I was forced to use this, but uh, the funny yeah. thing is um, there is a part and and I'm not sure not it's not really a spoiler. So since the character changes throughout the game, you can see what happens when you do the third person teleportation. So let's say if he's not wearing pants, then you can see that too. Or when he's wearing a top hat, then uh, you can see that too. So that's what they did. But they could have also also like added a mirror instead, right? Uh, right. to look at but that'd be real yeah TV i don't know so style. is the game still in early access so they could like uh, implement I, smooth logo so or? so this is this is one of those games that is a native uh, pancake game and they right. added vr support to it but this one actually has vr support that is pretty freaking good it doesn't feel like it has been added later on they have been doing this from the start when they built the game so yeah uh i also played uh, the american dream yeah, uh, I mean, let's say the 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 storyline is is kind of entertaining, and 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 the way they uh, put you in that little uh, cart, you know, and you're driving around through uh, all kinds of levels was nice. But it's it's so stretched. It all takes so long, and and there's a dog talking to you, and sometimes you're like, you know, just just stop talking and let me just play the mini game, okay? Because right. you need to wait. Like most of the time, you're just sitting there waiting for you for that moment where you can actually do something within the level um but the american dream is basically a, a game that like makes a parody out of the fact that there are like gun laws in america you know and uh and then they basically created a future with this vr game where you only use guns for everything you do so changing a diaper uh going to the supermarket dating with with someone like weapons everywhere so it's, it's kind of funny. So even baking hamburgers with guns. Uh, and last but not least, I also played uh, Hop Along uh, the Badlands. Uh, it's, it's a cowboy game where you have like a, a horse on a stick. And, and the way they did the locomotion is, is freaking cool. So you have that, that uh, um, yeah, I don't really know how you call that, a horse stick, like those toys 
from the past, like a fake, you know? Like a fake horse. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you mean, yeah. So then when you use your controller and you move it around, you actually run around with the horse. And after a while, it really feels like the horse is alive. Well, it's just a toy horse. <laughs> but the, the way they did the locomotion is, is, is great. It's really refreshing. And uh, I mean, gameplay-wise... Wow, was 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 fine. It's an average game, I would say, but it's mm-hmm. it's coming soon to PlayStation VR. So I was like, maybe I should just check it out before it comes out. So that's what I did. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that protocol game um, is that available on Steam right now? I take it. Well, yeah, you can find it on on Steam. I did hear from 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 you guys that it was hard to find. Um, mm. But if you search for protocol uh, and then VR, you would be able to find it. But it's it's okay. yeah, it's hard. But I I hope people will see this game popping up on the Steam Store at the right moment mm. because I think it is an interesting one to uh, yeah. keep an eye on. It's, it's it's not available yet at the moment though. It it will no, be available no. in, in in May May twenty eighteen. Yeah, it, oh, it, it's, it, it's coming soon. Yeah, yeah, right. coming soon. Yeah, right. But you say like it's got it's it's one to look out for out of the three games that you played this week. Uh, if you like that old school Duke Nukem kind of style where you are doing all kinds of silly things, then yes, uh, that's that's the one I would look out for. Because when is... you say silly things, like I did see a, a, a small clip of you maybe going for a Wii in VR yeah, so <laughs> using the controller. That's true. Uh, it has penis yeah. tracking. Wow, that is a first. You heard it here first on the VR Inside podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Breaking nice. news. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, Zim, how can you top that? Like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, it's easy. Oh, easy. <laughs> Any of you ever heard of football? <laughs> and I don't mean Yank football either. I mean proper English football, right? So, right. Uh, I played FC, uh, or, heck, I always get this wrong, but um, FC. FC? Uh, FCVR. Yeah, I'm getting that FCVR. Right. FCVR. That's it, I think. So, okay. it's it's essentially... A footy game, so it's a soccer game, footy game, um, in VR. And they did this wonderful marionette puppet controller design where your hands, so I was using touch controllers, uh, your hands control your shoes. So your hands in the game, you don't control. You only control your shoes. So you're, you're running by, by, by literally up and down. I, I made a comment, I won't repeat it here. Uh, it was something to do with an elephant and pleasing the elephant. But anyway, there's a lot of hand motion up and down as you're playing this game. Even after an hour, I was my arms were dead. Uh, but yeah. you you basically the turn is your is your feet as well. And when you're striking the ball, um, all that motion is tracked. So it's it's actually an incredibly intelligent design. So like what David so said a, about that other game. game, but you play it like a tennis game. <laughs> football game but you play it like a tennis game yeah it's not a bad uh yeah. that's not a bad analogy actually <laughs> is it is it good because i've actually i've seen I, it appear yeah so I what, not yet had a what i'd say it. is first thing i noticed was when i got in everybody i played with was on playstation so it's cross-platform i was playing oh, right. it on, on okay home, that's cool uh, on Oculus home. impressive and yeah. the thing i found out was first off straight away there were dudes that played a day who were kicking my ass like nothing else I mean, they were already really good. You know, these are obviously console jockeys. But the game itself was, like, super social. Like, I got chatting with a guy who who I happened to know through the internet, one of the top E-Valkyrie players, and he knew that guy. And it was this was, like, the sixth guy I met online. And then we just got ch- chatting for, like, 20 minutes. And then, you know, we had a good old game, and you're, like, running across the pitch, like, trying to get the ball off somebody else. It, the controls are a little bit awkward, but as you get to know them, you're like, yeah, this makes 
kind of sense, and no one's mm. done something like this before, so I thought it was really so, cool. Nice. So is it mainly like 1v1, or do you control like the 2v- whole team? No, 2v2. So it's 2v2. There's no CPUs right. in a multiplayer match. Uh, so it's just two v two, and you you know search for a session or whatever. I think it's going to be a big hit with PlayStation players because there's a lot of people who love fo- football games, and this is like something yeah. new. You just get to ride in the front front seat. So I really liked it. I think it's actually more intense muscular wise than Sprint Vector. Um, it, it is wow. it is proper intense. Like I could I would be pr- hard pressed to play for more than an hour. My arms were literally falling off me. Because the whole time, wow. it's just like it's just like soccer. I, I used to be on a soccer team and um you you're 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 like you're you're loitering at the back of the pitch and then your your buddy's kind of going up the left side and you're trying to make a sprint for the ball <coughs> as the enemy is and then and, and it's just you keep sprinting. You're having to sprint like all the time. But there's also kind of a sprint meter so you have to it's a great dynamic. You, you, I think it's one of those things that if you have the opportunity to try it just to understand what the mechanic is all about Give it a go. Give it a half an hour. You know, FCVR is 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 really good. And it's by the people behind Sports Bar VR or Pool Nation. So yeah, you know they've right. done some quality titles before. They know how to do multiplayer, right? Yeah. Uh, the menu systems and all that are like they're like flip boards. Um, how do I describe it? Like a, a marker board that you'd be showing. You know, if you were going to uh, be doing uh, positions of players or something. So very mm-hmm. well designed from a UX perspective, I thought. So, so you're saying it's like a great PlayStation VR title. So you would say that it's also very like front-facing friendly. Then it is front. Yeah, it's definitely front-facing friendly um, in terms of the control design. Because I actually found I wasn't, I was playing it on Rift, but I wasn't spinning around while I was playing because of you. You have like, um, what can I say? It's kind of like you know in Rocket League. I know you're a fan of Rocket League, Nathy. How you can um, automatically kind of snap to the ball. So where the ball is, you're like mm-hmm. following it. So there's a little bit of like, I'm a five-year-old and it's magnet ball time again with oh. the game. So you'll have people coming across the pitch, like running to the ball, like like a point. But you can also independently control that. So as I said, you have to you have to try it. It's uh, it's a really cool scheme. And then the second so game. This game so this game has officially beaten the soccer ball minigame from Rec Room. Because that was like the only like real soccer yeah. game you could play. There was a 2D-ish one a while back. You have one on, the, on on PlayStation as well, and I think they brought that to Oculus, like Headmaster. Head, when we I didn't like Headmaster. Head. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was a funny one, but that's not really a soccer. <laughs> no, uh, no, <laughs> that's something like totally else. Some weird uh, mix. But I like the fact that, that you mentioned that it's cross-platform play. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, more games should be cross-platform. You know, I, I love it. I just wonder how hard that is to implement. You know, because they make mm. it. The thing is, they make it look easy, and they obviously had yeah. done the the back work for Sports Bar VR. And then they just plugged yeah. it in for this. And they're like, eh, it's all ready to go. It's, it can't be that easy to do cross-platform. It, it's so easy for us to sit here and go, yeah, you, you just you just flick a switch and it'll work. Like, why don't you just do it? <laughs> There's, like, so much work that goes into the background. It's unreal. Oh, yeah. Devs uh, hate yeah. that as well. So the second game I played and the last one I'll mention um, is Abduction. Because we were talking about Firmament coming out, um, I was course, like, yeah. it kind of wet my whistle to go back and try to go at it. Now, I have a friend who has beaten the game. And after about 20 hours playing it, some people are like, ah, it's just a five-hour long game. Uh, after about 20 hours playing it, I'm apparently a third the way through the game. So I'm it, the puzzles are insanely difficult uh, in certain places. But are they good in an enjoyable but, way, or is it just painful? No, no, no. It, they are... It's both. I'll give you an example. <laughs> this is a bit of a spoiler, okay? There's one part that I okay. think I can't believe... I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll raise my hand for those, you know, watching, and then I'll put it down when I stop spoiling things. So 
the great for the, the audio listeners for the audio listeners yeah, well, take them. <laughs> tune into the podcast the next time <laughs> uh, so there's a part where you have to understand the way a rotary phone works so if you've not been right. exposed to a rotary phone most of us will be at the age where we have maybe not nathy and you don't understand that letters are associated with each number on the rotary phone mm. Mm. And you have to connect that to another piece of information in the game that's like halfway across the, the map. The puzzles are bloody tough, but when you solve them, very satisfying. So like, yeah. I think it's a fit. And the, the other side is the game looks amazing. I had it running on Epic, super sampling, 200%, super sharp, super colorful, amazing worlds. And as I said, when you unlock those puzzles, it's like nothing else. So abduction for me, and I've heard mm. it's on sale in a few different places. It's in a humble bundle now and all that kind of stuff. So nice. definitely yeah. grab it. Do your homework because then Firmament's coming out at some point later in the year, I believe. So it's made by the uh, the Mist devs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the Mist devs, which is I can't remember. I remember their name, mm. but yeah, Firmament, 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 Firmament is coming out soon. Sounds like a gun. Made by the same devs. Sounds like a gun, doesn't it? <laughs> but is 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 the, this is also the game where they like put those holograms behind doors, right? Where you uh, interact with people and they talk to you, and it's like a video yeah. thing, right? Yeah, it was really weird. They've changed something though, because initially my first reaction with the game was it wasn't performing great. And the second reaction, like you said, there's these uh, 2D images like, uh, yeah. what was the Kite and Lightning experience originally, Nathan? Do you remember? You know the one I'm yeah, talking about where you're on a boat? Senza Peso. Senza Peso. It was just like Senza Peso where you had flat characters, kind of like yeah. a 2D Barney model, right? Talking to you. Yeah, and it yeah, felt a little yeah. bit weird. It felt a little like mishmash. But they somehow yeah. have addressed that because the effect is a lot better now or it's just because it's on maximum settings and the performance is running well but i actually would say that that feel doesn't feel weird anymore it just works and that was the only part of the game that i felt was a little bit odd people have said about it they're like oh well it was a 2d game and it's been vrified or whatever i actually didn't even know that someone had to remind me that last <laughs> night it totally feels like a vr game except for places where you are not reaching out and grabbing a switch and flicking it this way Instead, you're looking at it as if it was like a mm. um, a Gear VR experience, and you're triggering it with the press of a button. Mm. Right. So. Right. But but nothing okay. detracts from the game. It is if you're up for a puzzler and you're serious about it, it does nothing. There's no HUD. There's nothing. And when you do touch something, when you like click the button, a little circle appears to show you, and the circle's filled in if you can interact. That's it. And then so and then it fades it's like after six the seconds. Original. Like the original Mist game, it's, it's very sort yeah. of like no holds barred, doesn't yeah. handhold you at all. You're just in it. Yeah. And the beginning, of the cool. story is fucking weird. It's weird story. Like the storyline, I wasn't buying at all. But now that I'm this, as far as I am into the game, it's very cool. Uh, when the things you start to reveal and and the storyline, it all fits together. It's worth playing. Yeah. Cool, cool. What nice. about you then, Rowdy? What you been up to then, dude? Yeah. The, the funny thing is, I've played. All of the games that Nate has uh, said. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> all okay, all the same ones. <laughs> exactly know, the same. I, I would just be interested in your take on Protocol, because obviously that was the one yeah, that same. was uh, the, sort of interesting the, the most. Hey, the dude, the dude has just a nice taste. <laughs> I'm just stalking Nate's channel, like you know what yeah, he's, he's just, doing. He's on looking on my Steam profile all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's just spying. That's what him. I'm doing. No, it's really weird because I've played uh, the American Dream. I've played that one. I kind of agree with Nate yeah. on that one. 
But what I do want to say though is that um, I kind of like that like story, kind of, like a lot of like talking, a lot of, a lot of stuff. I don't need to do a lot then in my videos, just listening. But uh, I like the take that they've taken on. It's, it's <laughs> like pure satire. What I love done, that. Like. It's just like I don't even need to do anything. Yeah, just kick like, back, press the record like, button, <laughs> let's play channel. So I'm trying to like let's play and like make it a little bit more interesting. And there I need to really find like a spot. Where they're yeah, not saying exactly, anything. Like, exactly. And now I can say something funny. And then yeah. <laughs> I need to wait for another two minutes. And, then, and now I can say something funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is, which so is fine. But uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a different kind of concept from what I what I normally play. Where I need to like fill up the entire gaps uh, w with content that I just ramble out. Uh, and then um, I played the, the fruit attacks one. Which is basically just a wave shooter but then with fruit. Um, not really much more to say about that. And then uh, protocol. The the one thing that Nathy hasn't mentioned yet, um, which I found a really interesting concept, is that it's an extremely frustrating game, and they've done that with <laughs> with intent. It's really because right. they even displayed in the beginning, uh, like in some kind of like you know jesting manner. They said like, oh yeah, this game can be frustrating. Uh, make sure you don't smash your headset or whatever. You know something like that. They say. <laughs> right. But what they basically do. I'll just give like a random example. Um, the, the constant of the game is you need to follow the protocol. Yeah. And once you don't follow, if you don't follow the protocol, then, you know, the entire place will just blow up and you need to start over from your previous yeah. checkpoint. But right. they've done it in such a way that, for example, you know, you do all the puzzle, you know, you have all the puzzle done. You finally, ah, okay. And then they say, for example, uh, insert the key card. I'm just, just give a random example. You put the key card in and then they say, what was on the key card? Go oh like, no! Max, how? I, go, I, I don't know. You try to get it out, of course, but you can't get it out anymore. And then you just no. need to guess something random, God, and then the entire good. place blows up. And you need yeah. to redo the entire scene just to know, like, oh my okay, God. that was on the key. But they they do that in like a, a manner because you also need to pee, like, but you also need to do it in a certain manner. Uh, it's it's it actually becomes quite hilarious, like how far they've done this. That right. it, it, it's. It is frustrating, don't get me wrong, because I was a couple of times be like, oh, they got me again, like, they got me again, because you even start paying attention to things like, I'm not forgetting this key card. No, 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 yeah. no. I know what color this key card is, or, you know, you need yeah, to take, yeah, like, yeah, something. Yeah. But they mess around with you so much that it's... But it's just um, so funny that you can trigger the end of the world with such simple stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was right. throwing a snowball, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to throw a snowball, you, bam. You violated a protocol. And, and the apocalypse started. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, that escalated quickly. So that, that's... But, uh, I kind of I, I, I found that concept intriguing. Uh, the <laughs> thing that both Nate and me played was it's just, like, more like a demo. It's like the force... Like, yeah. like a tutorial. They even joke about that. They, I think they say in the game... Uh, um, Geez, if the if this was a game and the tutorial was so long, I wouldn't be <laughs> buying this one or something. To say something like that, you know? <laughs> which nice. I I, I kind of like that kind of humor in there. So yeah. I thought that was pretty well done. I, I have a video on it pretty soon as well. It uh, kind of reminds me the way you're talking about it of the Stanley Parable, like a game that's very uh, self-aware. Because you know? I have more of a feeling uh, that it's like that than it is like really yeah. like a, a Duke Nukem game because they, they 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 do use concepts of that, but it's yeah. more like. Um, Indeed, like the Stanley Parable, uh, which really feels like, you know, you're, you're part of a story and everything yeah. is already arranged for you and you're yeah, just yeah. following along, yeah. which is a neat concept to do in, the, in yeah. VR. Yeah, that and then, cool. I'm going to have to look into that protocol Sorry. game. Yeah. And then another one that I played, uh, except for the ones that I, that I mentioned, is, uh, is uh, it's Conrad the Kitten. Oh, I've seen <laughs> that. I actually I oh, dabbled in it. Did Conrad you, did you the think? Kitten? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those kind of games. Like, I'm not. I've never been into like Tamagotchis and that kind of stuff. And oh, right, they, okay. what they what they try to do in this game is like they give you like a virtual pet. Like you need right. you, you got a pet and you need to take care of the pet. And holy moly, I didn't know that a cat was so much work. You know, it's like a freaking full time <laughs> job. Like you know, oh, you need to pick me up now. You need to turn oh. me upside down. You need to play with me. Then I wants to go in the box. Then I wants to play with the toilet paper. <laughs> and the most frustrating thing was like the most frustrating thing was at a certain point you need to go to the shop with the cat because you know you need to buy cat stuff or whatever and it sees like a pair of like glasses or something and so it wants to buy the glasses so you buy the glasses the cat puts the freaking glasses on huh? he said like oh yeah okay you spent your own money on that i don't forget you, you earn money you spent your own money and then the cat says and i don't like it take it off <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if the, the viewers or the, or the listeners watch like a little Britain. Uh, yeah, with exactly. That, yeah. With that one I dude, that like, one. you know, you yeah. paint the entire room red. Are yeah. you sure you wanted red? Are you sure you wanted red? <laughs> yes, because you always like blue. Yes, yes, I wanted red. And then they paint the entire room red, like it's like a day's work of like two days' work. I don't like it. I want to do it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that cat. Yeah, no. Did you, did you make use of the tracking? Because you can have, like, a stuffed animal yeah. and then put your, nah. like, a controller like, on there and then they, it they feels set like a the cat, beginning. too. You know? In the beginning, they said two things. They said, like, um, please sit on the pillow, on the virtual pillow, because it's more <laughs> like a relaxing experience. And I was oh. like, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm not going to sit you know when i have a cat eater so i just thought and the second thing they say is indeed like you can attach like um like a teddy bear or whatever to your what? uh, controller so that oh it feels God. like you're like uh you know like, yeah it was like that kind of stuff it was interesting to see and i can imagine that there's an audience for this definitely mm. because i think we talked about this in the last podcast as well like nintendox or something yeah. you know yeah, you have yeah. something worked out like that yeah. um and it I'm not gonna. It's it's well done in a way. It's just it's just not my kind of thing, and I I kind of made like fun in my own way. But yeah. it's um, yeah, I don't like cats either. So that's called Conrad the kitten. <laughs> Conrad, Conrad the, kitten. the kitten with yeah. it with a K. I I, so I throw something want... out there, guys. I think the um, I think that the virtual pets thing will be more of a hit when AR strengthens than maybe yeah. VR. Yeah. I mean, if you have yeah. a pet that follows you around your daily routine, you can see it in your yeah, environment. But... That could be kind of cool. But, yeah, that's yeah. true. But I, I think like in, in VR, they haven't really tried much yet. In, no, it's like, not that area. Agreed. And I, we also, haven't really seen anything next level. You know, have you yeah. ever seen an Unreal Engine uh, Conrad the Cat uh, game? I don't think so. Journey. Think so. Now it, it feels it is very cartoony. But what I do like about it, and they sent me this in a, an email, like don't worry, the cat can't die. So <laughs> you, you don't. Know <laughs> don't worry. Where, where can I buy a chainsaw? <laughs> Like, like you log in like two weeks later, you see your cat like that lying like dead on the floor because you forgot to feed it. But um, that doesn't happen. But they do lose like interest in like you know it becomes like more like unhandable, like even more unhandable than it already is. Cats are like that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you do have like certain kind of action points that you can spend a day. So it's really like a game that you need to like go back into for like a couple yeah. of minutes every day. Mm. Or, or every two days or whatever. Like a Tamagotchi, really. Like, did you it guys really have is like that. Yeah, yeah, it I really is like that. One. Yeah. I remember yeah. killing my neighbor's one and she like didn't talk to me for months. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it was like totally by accident as well. Like I just, I don't know. You I just, just threw it in the toilet. And just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, this week um, I was playing uh, Apex Construct. Um, oh. I know a lot of you guys have already played that one. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a cool game, but like story-wise, it's, it's good that like we've got more story-driven content because it's kind of got like a cool story behind it. You know, you've got a father who's like directing you and telling you that there's this like dangerous AI out there called Mother that's planning to sort of kill you, and there's sort of these like uh, robot spiders like traversing the world. But there were some really frustrating elements to that game, like particularly like uh, the terminals, like the the DOS prompts. I thought it was a really smart uh, design, but we're actually like inputting the the codes. Not accurate I found enough. So difficult. Yeah, like I would make mistakes almost every time they I was should, inputting something. They should so use. I was thinking, Mike. This is the this is the feedback I gave when we were talking about it last. Was you know the rec rec room keyboard? That would be yeah. ten times better than the way Apex implemented. Yeah. This, this kind of or some sort of like feedback some haptic feedback yeah. right when you push a key because like i was like when it, it, it only seemed to work when i was looking down at the keys yeah because if i was looking at the screen that was it was yeah. what was being inputted it would just be like mashing all the buttons at the same time mike was so just trying was... to type like like an assertive keyboard like yeah i was just like yeah <laughs> I, I, I know dos yeah i'm a hipster but the other yeah, thing no, was no, it just didn't it just didn't work i don't know if you found this mike but um the the actual commands could have been a lot shorter you know like yeah, some of the words yeah are as well quite long yeah, that that too, that too. Especially with something that was frustrating to to input. Like I, I like the style of it, but I just think it was like maybe poorly executed. And the other thing that really frustrated me, like I'm only really halfway through my playthrough, so I haven't like finished my full review yet. Um, but the other thing that immediately frustrated me was that like it promotes a lot of exploration, which I like. You know, just walking around, exploring the environments. They've made a beautiful world, which yeah. it, you know you want to explore, so that's cool. But when you when it comes to like having a battle with these robots, there's no quick way to get to your bow and arrow. No, Whereas you, no. you would have thought like yeah. maybe if they just had a way that you could just reach behind your shoulder and just pull out your bow, and it's instantly in your hands, yeah. then you would have been ready for combat mm. rather than like oh I need to go into my inventory and then select my bow and by that point i've already got like two hits mm -hmm. from an enemy and the problem is with um dying in this game is that any xp oh, that yeah. you've collected throughout your playthrough so far you lose on your death which is then you feel like you it was a bit of a cheap shot like when you get killed pirates mike like rec room pirates do you remember us dying repeatedly and going out with zero gold yeah, and and look how that made us feel. Yeah. Very sad. <laughs> Same with Apex <laughs> Construct. Yeah. So I, you know, that. I think it's, it it had a lot of potential. I think potentially that the fact that it was developed for PSVR at the same time maybe held it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, it's, I, it's, I really uh, don't know, but yeah. um, it's a shame. It had a lot more potential. Uh, I still have to finish it, so it'll be interesting to see how it ends. Yeah. Uh, do you I like the game? to see where the story goes? I, I I like it, but the the minor frustrations just kind of spoil the experience for me yeah okay um, so, so how was the how was the locomotion because the walking logo for me like every time was an issue like how is yeah. it now did they so, change like, anything i haven't tried the full locomotion yet i've only been using the teleport mechanic um so i will be going back when i finish the second half of the game and i will experiment with a smooth loco just to see how it works because i know people will want to know um but I, I think for the most part the teleport is okay it's okay it works, but um, I think you had issues with the smooth loco when you was like clipping into parts of the world, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it feels like the smooth loco was kind of tacked on 
after the fact because maybe they heard a lot of community feedback saying people wanted yeah they it. did they they even yeah. said that you know they were like yeah. uh, pretty clear about that yeah but then again like you know it's it's their first effort as a studio making a VR title together um, so you know I, I'm interested to see yeah. what they do next let's put it that way yeah uh, because they clearly have the the ability to tell a good story yeah. and an, an interesting story but it's just the kind of finesse around sort of these like dynamic the the sort of uh, mechanics of these sort of gameplay bits that they could improve on basically mm. Mm. um other than uh, apex construct i've actually been playing with uh, uh some mobile vr um so i've got like a, a gear vr hey. um that i've uh, that's I, not I've a playstation got. though it's not a PlayStation, no. It's a, it's a Gear VR. <laughs> um, but because I'm going to be away, uh, obviously, like Nathan said at the beginning, we're going to VidCon. I'm in Amsterdam right now. I flew in like a few hours ago. Um, I thought it would be cool to uh, bring it along with me and actually play some games. Uh, I've already got uh, Augmented Empire pre-installed. Uh, and, 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 and thanks for uh, the T-shirt, Zim. I really appreciate it. Oh, Zim nice. actually sent me an Augmented, t uh, augmented Empire T-shirt. We um, need a blue one with like the nice... Uh, that one? Like the, the... the logo on the, on, in the middle, uh, Augmented Empire. Yeah, yeah. That's nice black one, yeah. Oh, classic. Uh, yeah, very nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing that. And I'm also looking forward to playing um, Esper because I did a... I've got a review sort of lined up for Esper, but I want to play the Gear VR version as well so I can incorporate that in my review at the same time. Um, but also I want to check out some other Gear VR titles like uh, Drop Dead because that was a really cool fun game on uh, Rift that I used to play a, a fair amount. So it'll be interesting to see how that performs on Gear because most of these titles are likely going to be coming to go, right? It's not being confirmed, but most of the titles that are available on Gear right now are going to be on Go. So I'm just kind of preparing myself for mobile really question um, mike in terms of uh in terms of the controller that you're using is it just the one on the side or do you have a handheld no well i actually bought this um the handheld one because uh, it's the 2017 model yeah that's so it comes nice with one. this um little controller but funny enough you mentioned controllers because i also bought the steel series stratos xl which is that. uh specifically shot. designed for vr so it says it's uh, you know going to work with a uh, Rift and, and Vive, but also Android as well. So mm. this is that's the controller you really want to use if you want to play Minecraft, for example, on the gear. So uh, it'll be interesting to test that out as well, and I'll be reviewing that uh, when I get home next Are week. Are you going to be getting nice. into Minecraft, Mike? Well, I'm going to install it and I'm going to give it a go. Like, I can't say that I'll, I'm going to, like, totally dig it. I, you never know, I might do. But I, I'm going to try it, and it'll be my first ever experience of Minecraft, and it'll be in VR on the gear. Well, so Mike, Mike interesting you have a social contract here, Mike, and Rowdy, <laughs> that at yeah. some stage, because I went through all the fucking <laughs> things of putting a server yeah. together, you guys have to come yeah. on sometime. Yeah. Got Mike, Mike is basically doing the ultimate test here. He's in Amsterdam, the place to be where the magic happens. And now he needs to decide, do I want to spend my time in VR or in the city where weird stuff happens? Well, this is the funny thing, yeah. right? Because I've been here for what, like six hours... And ever since I got here, I haven't left this room <laughs> because other than to run and try and get a pair of headphones from downstairs and maybe eat a pizza. Because, it's like Temptation um, Island. I, yeah, well, I've been preparing for the show and I think by the time we finish tonight's show, it might be a bit too late to go into the town. I, I don't really know. Not at all, Mike. No. Not at all. No? Mike, no, you... there, there's just someone saying like, hey, I got some stuff for you, you know, and then you will have the most amazing time for a few days. <laughs> yeah. Who, who needs like, virtual reality? Just, time flies by, you know. Yeah. And, and same for the unicorns that are in the I, sky. I was, 
I was expecting to be doing this podcast that Mike was like in the red light district in like in one of those rooms be like yeah. <laughs> reporting live from yeah, asking people if they ever tried VR there, you know? Yeah, maybe I should just walk through the red light district with that on my face. Maybe that would be interesting. I mean, it would be an interesting interview if you would ask people like, would you go to the red light district or just watch something in VR? Yeah, yeah, like I mean, well, bring, it's bring still pretty the, legit. Like, I bring out the, the gear VR with that. like a sticker. I've got of my interview on mic there. and I've got a camera, so I could do that. <laughs> you should so do that, Mike. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> interview question yeah. because some people just don't feel like you know that they're like, what do you want to do tonight? Right? It's brilliant. That's excellent. Good yeah. idea. <laughs> yes. So that is what is going on this week, and this is what we've all been up to. So let's move on to some small news before we jump into the main topics. A lot of and the only stuff. bit, the yeah. only bit of small news we got this week is that obviously a lot of people, uh, not including any of us, uh, have been to the Ready One, Ready Player One premieres across the globe. Uh, how sad! You know, I was so sad I didn't get an invite. I'm so disappointed. Hashtag sad. The um, funny thing is, though, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to everyone of you all, but I got invited for the premiere. Uh, in Brussels. Yeah, in Belgium, in Brussels, yeah. right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. they sent me Congrats, an email man. and asked me if I if I wanted to join there. And uh, yeah. it's two days before the official release here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of nice. Yeah, so you're that's going pretty on cool. the 26th? The 26th, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's with yeah. an entire so, show and everything. So that's pretty cool. Nice, man, nice. So it, like from early reports, like and a lot of the reviews that have come out so far have been really positive about the movie, which I'm super pleased about because I, I thought that there was going to be a lot of um, obviously it had to change from the book. Right. The book is, is 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 very important. And I love the book the way it is. And I was listening to it uh, again on the way over here. Um, but it had to change for the movie for it to work properly, I think, in my mind. Uh, but I, th- I knew a lot of people were going to be upset about it. So I'm really pleased that uh, the reviews are coming in and it's looking like a really strong movie. Um, but it, there was some really funny stuff that happened around uh, the sort of launch of the movie. And uh, basically, it was an interview that Steven Spielberg did with uh, Slash Film. And uh, this is what Steven Spielberg said. He said, um, you have to understand that we made the movie in an abstract set. The only way the cast could have a chance to understand where they were was when we had some virtual reality Oculus goggles. Inside the goggles was a complete build of the set that you see in the movie. You took the goggles off and you were just in a a big white space, uh, an empty space. And when you put the goggles back on, you could be in H's basement or the workshop or the distracted globe. But he mentioned specifically that it was the Oculus uh, goggles that they used. And then like... Everyone from Oculus was like retweeting it. Yeah, look, uh, Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg, they used like the Oculus for uh, making the movie. And then like HTC were going, yeah, uh, HTC, they were using the HTC goggles for the movie. And then they were having like a little war. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Who's who's actually right here? And then it, it actually took the gu- <laughs> a guy that was involved in making the film, a guy called Girish uh, Balak Rishnan. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. He was the lead virtual product uh, production uh, developer on the movie. And he was just like, look, everyone stop arguing. This is actually what went down. Just to clarify, we used the Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and the HoloLens uh, during the filming of Ready Player One. Not just one headset. Each one was used in a different stage of production. When shooting mocap, we used the Rift. When scouting virtual cameras, we used the Vive. And when on the practical sets, we used the HoloLens. So they could get all the sponsors. But exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But the, but so, the reason why this blew up was basically because we all know that HTC is the head sponsor of this partner. movie. Yeah, so exactly. they try to kind of maybe hide this or 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 take the credits to say, okay, the Vive yeah. got used. And, and if there were other headsets, then just call them VR headsets, but not brand-wise. 
So that's why this became bigger than it was. I was I was like, I'm not even gonna join this whole argument of what headset they used. I was happy that Hollywood uh, took the interest to yeah. even use a headset in the first place. I mean, they used VR to build a yeah. set and that's freaking yeah. epic. So why complain about something that will not bring you anywhere? I mean, yeah. they, they now use VR to make a movie. You know, and, and that's not only going to be Ready Player One, because Steven Spielberg used this, I'm sure a lot of others will also see this. Yeah, and it's and a smart hey. concept. It's a smart it is. concept because it is. It's, it's much yeah. easier to talk to something that you can see, uh, even in its right size and everything, than it is to yeah. talk to yeah. something that you don't see. Exactly. You're right. You're right, Rowdy. Because like when, when recording with green screen and stuff like that, it's very yeah. difficult for actors to understand really the director's vision. Whereas if they can just see it, then they get it straight away. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. So uh, yeah, so now all the uh, the big brands can stop squabbling. You were all involved in making this beautiful movie, and we're all very excited to go and see it. So thank you very much. Uh, so right, moving on to our first topic, we're going to be talking about the news from GDC, which is obviously the Game Developers Conference that is going on right this second in San Francisco. And we've got some hot scoops for you today. And the first up is some Oculus news, and then I've got some HTC news, and then some other bits and pieces as well. So let's talk about the first bit of news, which is Oculus have been showing off the latest revision of their uh, Santa Cruz controllers. And interestingly, they they were showing a, a still frame of uh, a picture of it. And uh, the controllers were actually white. So mm. that's really interesting mm. because it could well be. And this is the kind of way when I saw that they were white controllers, I was thinking maybe the headset will be white as well. And they're going to go along the lines of distinguishing between the three products that they've brought to market. So the Rift is going to be black, obviously. The Go is this gray color. And then the Santa Cruz is going to be white. So regardless of which headset yeah. someone's using, you know instantly could, what product it is. Could be white for, what do you think for, about for, that? for clean lines, clean, you know, borderless, boundaryless, yeah. you know, like like that. And I also I also think that they might be, we, we know from early days, they've been branding very Apple-like. Given Apple yeah. isn't in the scene yet in this space, why not take up that space right now? You know? Yeah. yeah. Grab that icon and, and, while it's free. And the thing is, like, Vive did the same thing with the Vive Pro, right? It, it's, yeah. it's like a blue, although it's very um, sort of subtle blue. It is it, different, it differentiates it between the products yeah. when you see it straight away. So it's a smart move. And I think, in my mind, I'd actually quite like it to be white. I think that would be kind of cool. I don't know what you guys think of that. Uh, of what? Of the Vive or of the... Santa Cruz. Yeah, the, Santa, the Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Other, I like I like the black look, like, like kind of a dark gray. I, I, I like I you know I like I like, but you know what the problem is with white? Like it gets dirty and you see it. Yeah. Uh, oh. But it depends. Like it depends on the coding that is on the controller. You know, if there is a some, then then you will not see it. But let's say if it's just I don't know what what kind of material it could be, then you will see those little smudgy. Did you say dirty, Nathy? That's I I have exactly the same thing. <laughs> That's because it's got it's, it's got a cloth exterior. And the smudges from your hand or whatever yeah. get into it. I've actually I've had to do serious repairs on my rift over time. The Velcro ripped <laughs> off of it and all that kind of stuff, just because the thing kind of falls apart a little bit. Mm. It's been a while now, right? And since it came out, so. Um, you but know. they should definitely like offer different colors. It's the it's it's the yeah. same with you know the Vive Focus, where you have like a blue one and a white one. And, mm. I, yeah, if you just sell a black one and a white one, fine. You know, it's with with Apple too. If I want to buy an iPhone that is uh, space gray, then I can. If I want a white yeah. one, then yeah. So I, can't, I actually don't really care. 
Like, I mean, yeah, it's not really doing anything. I don't care. <laughs> it's about what happens care. inside uh, the headset, right? But it's yeah, like exactly, the, uh, yeah. what, what VR cover does. I kind of like that. You can like buy like different yeah, okay. covers from them, and well, then uh, you're never going to be a model for Oculus with that attitude, Rowdy. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing as as yeah. Oculus's brand model, brand new model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I would say yeah. that the thing that I miss from the DK2 the most, and this is this is this is if you pick a, if you have a certain camera. And you have the DK2. The purple lights on that headset made it look awesome when you were right. streaming or whatever. So yeah. when, when paired with Logitech Optics, it really shone. Like the CV1 does it a little bit. It's got the kind of white dots that are still picked up by the camera when it's on. But it's not the same effect. I love to see them return to that. I know it was just kind of a side effect, but I, I'd love to yeah. see that come back. The yeah. coolest headset I still think and looks is the PlayStation one. The white with okay. the black, like the yeah. uh, and then and the, the lights blue lights, it, right. it looks yeah. very futuristic. Yeah, if, if, if someone brings out a headset with some cool lights on it, yeah, I'm totally in for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you not like see the one that rings. looks like Batman eyes? Yeah. I can't remember oh, yeah, which yeah. one it was. Yeah, maybe maybe. Like, like imagine if you can customize the front where you have like Knight Rider stuff, but or that's like what, you can, that's you can have like audio bars yeah. going up and down, or you, you just want like one of those Daft Punk helmets. That's what PlayStation VR does because you can buy those like stickers that you can put on there maybe, maybe yeah. zim yeah, has that's one right yeah yeah i've uh, seen those that you can like uh yeah like you can put like stickers on like the front part on the and on the uh, uh and on the top part as well mm. so that it looks like you know you can be like a power ranger or like iron man or yeah. and then they also very yeah. smart use those lights on there to uh make like the eyes and stuff it's actually cool. really really cool i have a cool. prediction here actually because i know we're going to be talking a little bit about the oculus go as well but because the Oculus Go isn't doesn't have any tracking lights, I bet you people are going to sticker them up like all hell, like the back of you know an, uh, of an iMac or something like that. Mm. Because you keep because you can. I mean, Rowdy, you do yeah. the whole googly eyes thing, which drives me batty. By the way, I hate it when people do that. I think, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. But uh, you know the, the yeah, whole stickering thing. People like it. People like customizing. Yeah. And I think that ugly gray that they've got, you know, going unfortunately with the with the Go. I think some people will want to cover that up. Yeah. So just um, on the uh, same news as the Santa Cruz, before we digress too far away is that they've completely got rid of the trackpads on the Santa Cruz controllers and they've replaced them with thumbsticks. So originally, yeah, uh, OC4, they were saying, oh, the uh, the Rift is going to have thumbsticks, but the the Santa Cruz is going to have trackpads. And everyone yeah. was like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. So uh, I'm really pleased that they've gone back and they've, they've stuck thumbsticks on the Santa Cruz I'm, controllers. I'm, so, I'm still um, hoping for a controller. It's the same with the mixed reality one where you have like the, the touchpad and yeah, or, or yeah, a one controller yep. touchpad and one like a thumbstick, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Because that's the yeah. thing, like when, when I heard about the Oculus touch controllers for the first time, I was like, yes, we got thumbsticks because then we can finally walk around and, and it's only getting used to reset your like tracking most of the time or <laughs> yeah. it's there to teleport and it's very accurate i like the thumbstick but if yeah. you have a combination of that because using that 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 touchpad to uh swipe through stuff or select th certain things is also super duper nice I have li like having a combination of that mm. yeah sign me up sign me up that's funny yeah. that you say that Andy, because I, I find that the trackpad in everything that i can think of uh underperforms against the touch controls like for selection for browsing I want analog. I don't want this, you know, degradation that I get in the in the in the trackpad. So I don't, I don't agree with that because uh, the moment you have clicking, I actually prefer the trackpad. 
because oh, if you if you click with the with the thing, I I I don't really I don't really like that. If there's something clicking, for example, up, down, left, left, right, you need to click yeah. that. So it's four buttons. I prefer that uh, compared mm -hmm. to uh, what I also like is um, the uh, the uh, um, like. Have any of you like played Serious Sam? Yep. Like the yeah, uh, well, they, they have like yeah. those like those weapon wheels like that where you can like flick through and scroll through. Mm -hmm. uh, when you select a new weapon, I like that with a trackpad as well. Flicking like flicking through and like selecting. Yeah, it's like, the same the with the Apex Construct. I noticed when I played that demo yeah. that you can swipe around uh, through the uh, the different uh, sort of like lures and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Doesn't always work just as well, but uh, no. but like having a combination, well, then I you like can. That. Then you can like swap around where he's like, and now I use this and now yeah. I use that. Plus, the like there, there will be, be more. The coolest thing would be modular controllers that you, yeah. you can just like take a part like, out and put a part click in. Them together. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, modular VR is what we want, right? You want to take the yeah. best out of some yeah. systems, you know, exactly. the best headset from this system, but mix it with the controllers from this system and the tracking yeah. from this system. Sounds That's great. what we want. Yeah, sounds great. I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> in we your all make believe be world, Mike. In your happy and make believe world, it'll never happen. Yeah, and dinosaurs. So uh, I just wanted to have a quick shout out to Olivier Palmieri uh, from Ubisoft Montreal for sharing that picture of the uh, the uh, Santa Cruz picture that the, the gave us the inside scoop on that. So thanks very much. Uh, I don't Thank think you. we'll hear any more about the Santa Cruz, to be honest, until maybe later on in the year. Now, yeah. I think Oculus Connect Five is likely when they're going to be talking about it more. Ooh. Maybe a launch just before. Christmas would make sense, but I don't think it's going to come anytime earlier than that because I think they're going to be focused on the go. And uh, what about for... the E3? Is that still not? Yeah, right. yeah, E3 maybe, but like I think E3, like we'll see maybe some games from Oculus, but I don't think we'll see any more about like Santa Cruz or its official name because I think Santa Cruz is still going to be like just a project name. I, I totally scenes, want them to uh, operate, Mike. I want them to operate because last year was such a disappointment with the OC4, like. Like high ticket price and really no present under the seat. I want them to be like, and everyone in the audience has a Santa Cruz, <laughs> you know, something like that. that you get a Santa Cruz. And you we're more likely to get a go. I think we're more likely. I think I think we will we will hear some more uh, at like Facebook uh, event maybe a yeah. little bit. Yes, just a tiny I think bit. Yeah, I think F8, which is obviously Facebook's big uh, annual event, which is happening in May. I think that's when they're going to talk about when the go is going to come out more I that was there. confirmed yeah i believe that was confirmed yeah. as well uh, yeah, unless of yeah. course all this data nastiness uh <laughs> takes them down <laughs> and they cancel it well <laughs> I, I don't know it, it more affects this company right what was it cambridge analytics that is affecting in this sort of like scoop and if you didn't hear about the story it's basically a lot of people's information got used for what was it the presidential campaign or something like that but yeah, i mean their stock prices no. tanked by 10 percent. Yeah. like i mean it's not like it's not facebook as facebook. Going, uh, well it, wow. it's basically what happens that facebook uh, has 50 million people's profiles that got uh, leaked basically yeah. and uh that they don't really know, you know, what what happened with that kind of information. Yeah, which wait, is a huge wait, wait. thing, of course. Wait, mine too? No, no, only US. <laughs> because but I I only, do get I a lot. I think it's only US now of like Zim in his underwear wearing an Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that, that is or is that just coincidence? Search preferences, Nathy. Oh, yeah. It's based okay. on search I'm, preferences. I'm, I'm sure Oculus get a good deal on Facebook advertising uh, rates. Uh, you know, <laughs> being the platform that they are. <laughs> 
but, but like, like up... imagine, imagine if the Oculus Go comes out or or any VR headset from Oculus and then Sim is on like the front of the box and they just they make so many like every week and he's he didn't yeah. ma- give any permission. He's in the manual. He's he's on every <laughs> box on every billboard everywhere. <laughs> that <laughs> was actually amazing. it's so funny because I had to explain this to my own mother because she's like she's like. She's like, and did they get your permission for that? And I was like, no, mom. It's like no one does that these days. It's like your images are everywhere. Uh, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think the thing is, like, if they had, if 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 they were going to use your image, at least have the decency to invite you to the event that they're promoting. That's oh, no. <laughs> Those are two yeah, totally no. disconnected things, right? I was just a happy uh, dude, you know, at OC four in a colorful still. shirt. So the shirt actually. Still. Yeah, it was. Before um, before you know it, like at Facebook event or like when when the Oculus Go gets officially announced, and Zimmer comes on on stage and and he presents himself as like the the mascot of uh, Oculus, yeah. you know. Yeah. You never know. You Maybe never know. something hidden is going on behind the scenes. I wouldn't tell you guys. I'd have to be hush hush. That's true. That's true. NDAs are important. They are very important. Um, so let's talk about more about the Oculus Go because at GDC they've been actually publicly demoing the Oculus Go, and this is the first time that this has ever happened. So this is really interesting. Uh, and what they were doing, they set up a sort of demo where members could sort of queue up and try it out. But what they were doing, they was they were doing it cross-platform. So Rift players were playing with Go players with the same game. So the games that they were showing off for this were. Anshar Online, uh, which is a futuristic space shooter. Uh, the game itself looks uh, really interesting. It was a they were the same studio made Anshar Two, which was a, a Gear VR title, hmm. um, space shooter as well. But with Anshar Online, you can play fifty uh, missions on your own. You can jump into co-op, and you can have <laughs> PvP missions as well. The co-op um, sounds so nice, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. like like looking at this earlier, I'd heard of Anshar Two. I only just connected the dots when you were saying it there, Mike, because that mm. was a really big title on. Uh, it was gear, right and it was yeah. and we didn't get it on any of the pc no. VR, so i've never played it but um it looked when i first saw it i was like hey they just took basically e valkyrie's idea and kind of made it co-op and it sounds totally cool i mean if i was next to you on a plane mike i'd totally yeah. be up for doing that if if planes a lot are planes yeah. going to allow that yeah I, I, like this is the thing like i brought this on a plane with me today like i was so tempted but i was just like this is i don't know i wasn't quite comfortable enough to just stick it on and like everyone just go <laughs> Frick is that guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> so should. <laughs> you know yeah, I, I maybe you know I'll do it on the way home. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I, I think if, next time, what would Zim do? <laughs> the part of like cross-platform is super interesting because it is, as you may know, when on Oculus Home and also on Steam, you always have that issue where games become a ghost town and there are not enough people yeah. to play with anymore after a while. So this yeah. might help out with that. So the more they get shared together, the the bigger yeah. the community is for a certain game. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I, I, I noticed you made the comparison to Eve Valkyrie, like, a, although it's a space shooter, I think it's a little bit more simplified, a bit more arcadey than than Eve. Um, but yeah, it's it's the perfect title to jump in co-op and and, and PvP and, and just have a jump in sort of twenty minute session with some buddies uh, online. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the other game that they were showing off uh, cross platform was Catan uh, VR. And that's kind of based on the traditional uh, board game uh, Settlers of Catan. And uh, sort of four players cross-platform around a tabletop little area with the board game in the middle. Uh, You can choose your own avatar and you've got like the cards that you're playing on the table and moving your characters and competing with each other. But it's also very much like a social experience as well. So when I first saw it, it kind of reminded me of like uh, the uh, Werewolves Within, you know, that kind of social environment. You're sharing this little area together. Um, But it looks like a ton of fun. 
and I think that's a great way to show off uh, the sort of VR cross-platform is is something like this. It's a huge game as well. I don't know if any of you mm. like play the actual board game. It, it no. does it's, well. It's it's massive, but it's it, it's incredibly fun to do so, it and is. it has a huge following as well. I can imagine yeah. people yeah. buying an Oculus Rift just to uh, just to play this title. Yeah, Definitely. well, they won't even need to do that. They can buy a Go for 200 bucks yeah, yeah. and like, jump straight in. Yeah, uh, this, is, awesome. this is totally, we're, we're definitely getting into territory now. 2018 is the year of the gateway drug. And I am so excited. My wife just asked me earlier, because we were talking about the Vive Pro and stuff, and we'll talk about that later. But um, she said, what are you most excited about this year? And I said, Oculus Go, because it's yeah. going to reduce the barrier. If you're a student yeah. and you've just been itching to get into VR, you don't have a lot of pocket change or whatever. Boom, yeah. headset comes out and you can play multiplayer with your friends. Yeah, and it's the same like with me being away right now, you know, obviously I'm away from, from my Rift, you know, I can't play any VR tiles, but, you know, the gear, I know it's a step, it's going to be a step back from the Go, but it gives you a good indication yeah. of what the Go is going to be like, and, uh, you know, it's that portable nature, and I think the best part of it is showing it off to other people. Is getting them hooked on the drug as well, right? So you go around to your friends and family's house. You're like, "Hey, check out this go," and they're like, "Yeah." Then next thing you know, they're sinking two hundred bucks in, and then it's going to spread like a virus, and everyone have one. I just, I just hope that indeed, like when the adoption of VR becomes bigger, that we can see the benefit of that also on the platforms that we're using now, like, I, like better titles, bigger titles on the uh, on the HC Vive and the Oculus Rift. I'm personally I'm 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 not that interested interested in mobile VR, but if it pushes the platform uh, forward mm. just in general uh, yeah. The genre forages in general, then uh, yeah, I'm all for it. But yeah. I think it's funny because uh, Zim Zim commented on a post on Twitter this week as well. I think it's Rev Kyle tweeted it, and it was something. And we we both we both said the same thing. It was funny. It was like reading each other's minds. But he mentioned something about you know like the best of mobile and the best of like being at home. And me and Zim both said what we want is the Switch, the Nintendo Switch of VR. Yeah. So when you plug it into your PC at home, you get the high fidelity, high frame yeah. rate, high high Easy resolution access. But when you unplug it, you can take it away. The frame rate drops, yeah. you know, uh, the resolution no, but that's, drops. That's, that's exactly something easy to use. And and my brother has been using the Vive Focus most of the time. I haven't really had much time to, like, even... Like, he's he's taking it everywhere at the moment. And it, it's so, like... It's just so simple. You turn it on, you give someone that controller, and they are immersed. And they, they like, most people that checked it out now say, like, we want one too. Where can I get this? Yeah. And and some people love to do a simple puzzle game, and some people just like to watch a movie, and they're all like, "Wow!" And mm. it's it's just it's not a hassle anymore. You don't need to yeah. slide your phone in to do something. You don't really need a PC. It just it just works, and it's just button done, and and tracking is just basic, but it works. You know, yeah. done exactly. Um, you don't need to but lurk still, someone to your house to let let someone try yeah. VR. It's also <laughs> still, I mean, those are all <laughs> come to my man cave. But still, it's, it's a different use of the VR that we do, it's right? Still, I mean, yeah, it's it, a it, it will never replace, at least not while the technology oh is uh, not at the same point. I'm just going to say this, Rowdy, to, as a response to what you just said. Resident Evil 7 on a plane. I'm just going to leave it there. Resident Evil 7 on a plane. Someone's it's, it's security. Like, Someone, yeah. Someone's going to be needing some sick bags. <laughs> no, no, so that's but why I, I know. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> not, but the, the thing I'm trying to say is that the mobile technology will not be, uh, will n probably never be at the same point as the technology that the PC is at that point, just because it's it's. But does it does it need to be? Is is the, yeah. is the question? Yeah. Because well, we, I, we know we know we know for definite that that we don't need high. 
No. High, you know, amazing graphics to have a great immersive experience in VR. No, but so it, now, could be, it could I mean, be something basic. Of course, but now you're just talking about the graphical awareness. But who knows in, in five or ten years from now what kind of other systems that you have? Maybe, yeah, when, yeah. maybe we'll be yeah, jacking course. in like plugs in our spine yeah. just to Straight like uh, get like uh, connected or something. You, I mean, we don't know where this technology uh, is the, going. The, like and... Rowdy is right. Like the, the also the, the standard of what people expect right now is super low. It's like most people don't really do much with VR when they try it for the first time. It's like, you know, but then later on, there will be so many options of how you can get into VR. And like yeah. right now, it's just, it doesn't need to be extremely, like someone was so amazed of the Vive Pro or the, the Vive Focus that uh, that person spent like 10 minutes in just a menu. And the yeah. only thing that was happening was that that Vive pod just just flying in that mm. same loop every every two minutes and and there were some people walking by it's like like a mall it's like a menu where it's like a mall and there are mm -hmm. spaceships landing there yeah, yeah. and people are like wow and they haven't even played anything yet yeah for, exactly. for that i think it's oh. ideal because you you <laughs> yeah. just get people to like to experience what virtual reality is and what it, what it, what it can be but mm -hmm. after that i think you you know, you need to take that next step and you need to try to, to, to bring that, like that thing that nobody ever thought of. You need to bring that to the platform. Just to play a counter card here a little bit. Um, I, think, I think that when we talk about mobile VR, right? It's like the desktop laptop thing. How many people, if you took a sample of 20 people off the street, how many people would have a desktop PC and how many would have like a laptop? And then how many the of them question, are gamers? How many people would have a mobile? Yeah, but we're not just we're not just talking about games, right? We're we're talking know, about but, all but applications I of. I mean, I, I, I think if, I think consumer for, media for will like, be the, the biggest use case for mobile VR, not games. Oh yeah, I mean, you got an yeah, IMAX yeah, yeah. cinema. You just sit on your couch in a shitty apartment, and you've got an IMAX in front of you for two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I but think... for that I completely agree. But what what I mean is that like the kind of applications that you want to use a PC for now are the kind of applications that you will use a PC for in the future as well. I, I don't see, like, for example, gaming be taken off on a mobile platform unless it's, like, in a certain setting or a certain kind of experience that is designed for. Yeah. Like yeah. Minecraft, I can, I can perfectly imagine that would be huge on mobile. Huh? Well, I'll be able to tell you next week. I'm going to try <laughs> <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> So just quickly before we move on, because I just want to cover this last bit of Oculus news, and that is Oculus Home is getting multiplayer support and it is coming this summer. So that means Ooh. that we can jump into each other's home environments, trash, I can go and trash Zim's pad in his in, in his VR pad, and then we can go and play a game together, probably wait, from wait, there wait, as well. Wait, so when they, yep. I can remember, and it's a long, long time ago that they said like, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to have multiplayer. It's a year. I think it was, it was like. a year ago. A year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. But this this is something so important. It needs to happen as soon as possible. This is this is this is this. This should be the standard now. Okay. As soon as it happens, we'll drop Zim's username in the in the comment yeah. box. You know, and then everyone can go and trash his place. Unlockable underpants. You know. But yeah. the thing is, right? If I ask you a question, right? His house. What What would you What would you prefer, right? So Steam VR has had. I, in my view, right, like SteamVR has had the subpar experience as a home environment, but multiplayer for a longer time. Uh, and then there's Oculus Home, which I think is a, it's kind of a nicer, polished experience that it's going to, it's, it's, they're taking their sweet time. And you let, get the loot let me boxes. Tell you, let me tell you. The loot boxes make it people. all for me. I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, Randy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
But I mean, the thing. No, the but thing I, 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 I do get you. Like people are not really using it in 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 Steam's home anymore, as long as they find features for that. But the thing is, you know, HTC uh, doesn't make their own home system. So Valve oh. just delivers on something that they don't even have to deliver on in the first place. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What, is, what so, is really nice about including multiplayer though often is that you also get like multiplayer generated scenes, which I think that uh, like Valve did really well with like those photogrammetry kind of yeah, scenes where you could like around. walk around the church and like, you know, you had the moving water and like they did a lot of like cool stuff with that though. And uh, yeah, and they have been I, also I like working to see on this for a very long time. Out. Yeah. 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 Okay, so moving on to the HTC news, uh, this uh, HTC just announced that the Vive Focus will be shipping internationally later this year. So uh, that's going to be interesting. More people around the world are going to be able to check out the Focus. Nate just got one. It's like he they're doesn't... trying to tease him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, now you can get it. To get yeah. one, like... I had to send my send my brother to China to pick this thing up. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's that's the risk. You know, yeah, if they probably true. saw them, they were like, "Hey, let, let's release it internationally well, now." I, I'm sure, like, it's still hard to get one, even if you yeah. do it internationally, because, like, when when he was going to China, I still had to prove that I was a company. Otherwise, you couldn't get one. Yeah, it was like a lady getting out of like like a, a store in the back, and they they gave him a buy focus, but it wasn't like, "Hey, uh, here's a store, let's buy one." You know, it was kind of. So it's it. I think it will still be hard to. Depends. Depends. If they just want to sell this stuff now, then it will be a development kit for basically everyone. I'm hearing very positive things about the focus, though, not just from you, Nathy, but like across Reddit and other sources. I mean, people are are seemingly very interested in it. What I was interested in about it, because I've been hearing about other headsets and their their tracking mechanisms, it's six degrees of freedom. But to what extent is my question? <laughs> So, so this is my issue, right? Let me just pipe in before for Navy. Like, I, I, I get that it's six degrees of freedom and it's got inside-out tracking, fine. But what I don't get is that it's six degrees of freedom in a headset and three degrees of freedom in a controller. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because the controller's not tracked, Mike. Right? So you can't put your hand in and no. grab something. Mm -hmm. no, so, no, no, no. so, so why, why do you have to move around the environment then? Your head. It would, it, yeah, it's but a it huge be, difference. But it would be better the other way around, surely, because most most mobile sort of games are seated experiences, and you want that hand fidelity rather than your head fidelity. Okay, mm. you get it. Yeah, I get where you're going. Yeah. But for me, if like Nathan will know this coming from the DK1 DK2 as well, without the positional tracking, you straight away notice that. Like if I step you into do. a gear right now, oh yeah, yeah, I, I totally I, notice it. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, that's the first totally. thing you notice. So. Yeah. Actually, I would say I would totally forego the reach my hand out and see my hand and all that. And I would rather the positional tracking because one of the things that Subnautica teaches everyone right now is, you know, if something's, you know, you want to get a little bit closer to it for that visual yeah. fidelity yeah. In, a, in a mobile headset, you want that. So now Nathan can get a chance to respond. Sorry, go on, <laughs> what? So I, that was I, a tracking I, question. Basically, what is yeah. six degrees of freedom? Do, do you know? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those words that just sells in a way. Um, but I mean, it like the the by focus is a uh, so when you when you stand in 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 a room or you are somewhere, you press a button and then it will just uh, uh, create a two by two play space for you. Oh. And within that thing, you can just walk around. So it's a room scale, but also a standing experience. So, so it, it shows wow. that guardian <laughs> system around you, and that's where you can walk in. And it will remember that because I, I had that play space in my living room, and I was standing in the kitchen, and I could still see it there. 
So it just stays on the spot. Oh, so does it, does it take some time to do that to scan? No, no, no. It's super fast. It's super fast. It's like just just one click of a button, and then nice. uh, I do think that of course, like if you got better uh, 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 lighting, uh, then you know that's the only thing. It's the same. It's kind of like the mixed reality uh, headset stuff. You know, you just need to have the uh, perfect place to do it. But it it works. It works really well. well. Um, the controller is just very disappointing. The controller is like, it's not tracked as you said, it's like not aligned at the same spot as where you have this controller, it's always kind of like next to your hand, and it just goes up and down and left and right, but it's not tracked because the camera doesn't see that. Because my brother know. tried it, and I put my hand in front of like the cameras, oh. and the controller still moved, so it's just those basic... I don't know movements. if you noticed as well, Nathie, but the, the trigger on it isn't very nice at all. Like, it actually clicks. The trigger clicks. Uh, no! Well, no! It's, it's, it, 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 it's, 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 it's almost comparable to, to one of those uh, Nintendo Switch controllers. Like, very but plastic, uh, It, it is worse, worse than a Switch controller, because the controller on the Switch doesn't click. But yeah, you but, get that horrible clicking. But, just to but, get back to your questions, then, were you wondering what the six degrees of freedom were, or yeah, no. What, the, reason what that is? the reason I'm asking is because this, this has been qualified in a few different mobile headsets. There are some that will only track you from a from a seated or a standing position, moving around, uh, and won't if you walk around. That doesn't work. It breaks the quote unquote six degrees of freedom. So what we're seeing here is several different shades of what they're calling six degrees of freedom. And then I would go to the further extent and say, Santa Cruz is something where you've almost got room scale six degrees of freedom, as far as I understand, or freedom yeah. of motion. You know, you could literally walk down your hallway with it yeah. okay, if that okay. was in any way safe to do. But with these headsets, yeah. you can't. So Nathie yeah. answered my question very well by saying it's a two by two for the maps. I'm yeah. very impressed at that. And yeah. again, we're back to the whole mixing of components. Like I want that <laughs> controller with this headset. Yeah. And Someone's yeah, got to solve that problem left. sometime. <laughs> so, moving on to more HTC news. Uh, obviously, HTC opened up the pre-orders for the Vive Pro. And as our predictions uh, last week were completely on the money, and it was $799 in dollars for the headset alone. If you want the base stations, you want the controllers, you're going to have to buy them separately. But I'd imagine most people will, who will be getting the Pro will be upgrading from having a Vive already, right? Oh, look at that um, baby. Isn't that isn't that just worth isn't that just worth you know half a car? I think it. I think it. <laughs> no, no I don't think one? so. Uh, actually, Mike, uh, this is my first ever time admitting this. My audience doesn't know it either. Uh, I did pre-order one. Yep. Um, but I also canceled that pre-order tonight uh, because <laughs> I I have because I I basically hopped Bill's on it face. the second it was announced because there was no <laughs> forewarning that this thing was about to come. Oh, out. you were just going to sell it to someone else. Those poor people. No, eBay. not at all. Not at all. I actually, I mean, look, the eBay, price yeah. in the UK yeah. is the price in the UK is stupid because it's the equivalent of one thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. So wow. we are paying a massive premium yeah. over the top. And to be honest, as much as I want to demo it, um, as you guys know, Vive is not my favorite headset at the moment. I'm actually even teetering on saying maybe I'll sell my Vive because there's nothing exclusive to it. I find it sits there more often than the other two headsets. I just, I, I don't see the reason for it. Aside from one or two exclusives, things like LA Noir and stuff, I, I just don't see why I should be using that headset anymore. Mm. Mm. But I, I, I do, like genuinely, like I, I do think it's a fantastic headset. Like, um, but I just think, you know, if you want the very, very best and you've got the money to burn, go for it. But 
Well, we, we why not this. wait? We like, I mean, I'm not this. saying I'm never going to touch it, right? Why why not wait for a comprehensive package? Because the funny comparison mm. stats on the on Reddit were showing mm. that you could buy a full board Vive with the trackers and all that and the headset cheaper than buying a Vive Just, Pro headset alone plus all the accessories. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And that's the thing, like, I, I did a little tweet out as well, and I said, like, for the price, you could get two Rift bundles, you could I get four that. Oculus Go's at that price as well. <laughs> but the, I think the best thing that came out of the whole thing with the Vive Pro being announced and it being this expensive bundle is that if you haven't picked up a Vive and you're really interested in getting a, a Vive particularly, that the original Vive has gone down 100 bucks. Yeah, that's So you can great. pick yeah. up the original Vive package now mm -hmm. for... 499 with fallout 4 bundled with it yeah. and i think that's a great price like the vive has always been that little bit more expensive than the rift but now it's getting so close between the two and it's quite a compelling sort of difference you know you've, you've the vive have got amazing tracking right mm -hmm. and uh you know you've got you've got fallout 4 bundled with it as well yeah like, and also i deal. think that the 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 vive Pro now is really aimed at those who want just like the best in the market. It's the same people who upgrade from a, a GTX 1080 to a GTX 1080 yeah. Ti. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if you look at the price, I mean, you have like what a 37% increase in resolution. Roughly, yeah, roughly it, that. But, that's, but in that's the same as like upgrading from a from yeah, a 1080 yeah. to a, to a 1080 Ti. Yeah. I mean, I thought you, it was 78%, but maybe I'm. It, how much? It, it, I thought it was 78% pixel density increase it's all numbers though it is just numbers it, exactly exactly like having tried it like it does look great like text looks yeah. great but in terms of like the overall environment around you it's not like a huge leap forward it's a step forward but no but, but that, i'm wondering they never claimed that to i don't know what this. like the samsung odyssey this is what i'm hearing on reddit a lot of people are saying i'm not going to do the vibe pro why don't i spend less money get the samsung odyssey but yep. isn't isn't that still windows store and rubbish controllers Yes, exactly that. And poor tracking. Like, I, I would say, you know, if you're First really time. that interested in that display, out of the two, spend the extra money and just get the Vive Pro. Like, the Odyssey, yeah. I don't really think is a compelling choice because, yeah, you're getting that fidelity. I tell you what, if you're a sim, there is one caveat. If you're a sim uh, enthusiast, whether that be like... Oh. No, not sim, not sim, sim enthusiast. Sim. If oh, you're no. like a driving racing <laughs> sit sim. There. Well, that's why I was thinking about a, a set of Corsa or like Eve Valkyrie or like yep. uh, was it Eve uh, online or whatever it is uh, that everyone plays, um, and you use the hot ass and all that kind of stuff, and you don't use the controllers, go for the Odyssey. It's a it's a clear choice. If you want it for normal traditional gaming, then go for the Vive Pro. But that's if you. It'll be an interesting year though for headsets. You know, there's quite a few that are coming up that all claim to like be better than a or or equal or something like that to uh to the hc vive so yeah i think it's it's a it's a first step towards like you know like the the new generation that is coming i, yeah. I don't consider the vive pro to be next generation i still see yeah. it as like like i said before like the Provision. what iphone does with their adding the s or like the <laughs> what, what, what do they do do they do, they do 1.5 yeah. or something no they don't they always add an s right or yeah, SE they used or to. Whatever. They, used to. Plus, they, they, they didn't do a seven S. They just moved straight to the. the okay. Yeah, whatever they do. Whatever they did then. There we go. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But the other thing I heard, Mike, from the Odyssey <laughs> perspective, which yeah. I think combats the point that it's good for simmers, because again, I was getting quite enticed. I was like, I'm canceling this order, and of course, you want to put your money somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to actually keep it. But um, Samsung Odyssey is meant to be relatively uncomfortable for long play sessions, is what I've heard. So, yeah, Wait for VR cover. I've, you know, I've never just... tried it. 
But Nate, in terms of the, the wearing it, right? or in terms of like frame rate or flickering, I mean, or... I mean every headset for, for me so far, if I don't have VR covers, it's never ending well, okay? And it doesn't matter which one it is, <laughs> it just doesn't. No. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. No, with but you. I totally agree. So, <laughs> so, so if it's VR an Odyssey, yeah. if I don't like get my VR rift, covers, I am playing there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I, I had I had a few events where I went to an event and I took my own face plates with me and clicked. No, them I, in did the because I, I did the same. I did I can't do it without anymore. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, the thing is, and I've said this in a couple of like episodes now. This Vive Pro is for the industry, and 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 don't feel offended by that. It's a tool for a lot of companies. Okay, this is something that is getting bought by enterprises in a bulk. Uh, uh, shipment, you know, where they buy like 20 of these or 50 for an arcade or maybe for all the developers at a uh, company, you know. And of well, course, if you are an extreme, extremely big fan of VR, then you want to consider it because there yeah. will be like an Intel YGIG wireless adapter and there will be some some cool gadgets with it and, and stuff like that. But if you are just a casual consumer, no reason to buy it. I do understand that there is maybe a certain like social pressure within the VR community that you want to be <laughs> cool and you want to... Because they, I, I, I get it. If someone else, one of your friends has a Vive Pro, then you're like, I, I, I kind of want to have one too. You know what I mean? So some people will buy it because they really need it. But there are also people that are just showing off because they just want to have it. And it's like, this is in my collection mm. now. And... For me, it's like I, a tool. I'm using VR every day, you know. I use v the Vive almost so. every day. So for me, it's like, you know, a good investment. I think, the thing, investment. I think you're right, uh, Nathy, in that it, it is more sort of aimed towards industry. But they didn't market it that way. No, like that's why. That's advert, what I would say as well. It doesn't show yeah, any industry I, I applications. Feel, yeah, but that's I, what I what I think that why they did that is because in the end this Vive Pro will get cheaper. Maybe this price right now is just yeah. the first. So in the end, this will be a headset for the rest as well. It's the same yeah. with the Vive Focus. Vive but, Focus is freaking expensive if you want to buy it in China. Yeah. I'm sure it will get a lot of cheaper when it's actually a consumer thing. Yeah, I, I still but, I still think the main audience is prosumers, people who just want the best, or no yeah. matter what money it is, the people who buy the Titan X, the people who buy like those kind of things, even yeah. though you know you don't get such a, a bigger improvement, it's mm -hmm. basically just to have the yeah. best you know to say like uh, this is the yeah, best true. that i can have at this moment regardless true. of plus the price. like this 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 price is pretty high but if you look from a company perspective if i buy this vive pro i don't pay the full price because i i no, will get a part not. of that back so it looks like a lot of money but for a company it's an investment and they well in my country at least you get a part of the money back because you invested yeah. into so yeah okay i don't know uh i i can i can say that i will be getting one i didn't really say anything about this is like the first scoop i can give you uh and i'm also planning to do a giveaway of one so uh that that's gonna happen later uh, down to the a road. company uh, huh sorry you're giving, giving a company away, away. Company? <laughs> i'm giving my company away no no like like a vive pro um and uh yeah but i i'm, I'm pretty excited for it but it's it's not like it doesn't feel like a, a whole new experience for me. It's just like, okay, upgrade. Now I can move on with the next Of course, one, that's exactly move. what I mean with, and, with... Uh, you know, I'm more interested in that, that, that Y gig from Intel mm. where I'm like, Hey, wireless, because I, I kind of get like fed up with the cables. Plus the new lighthouse, lighthouse technology that will come later will Definitely also support like more headsets in one room. And that could be super cool. 
and and it's and it's blue. <laughs> yeah, and so, it's blue. Yeah. I like blue. Okay. Well, the last caveat. Now let us move on, Mike. On. It was just don't forget the cost of graphics cards if you're going. Resolution does not come for free. <laughs> yeah. Any one of us who's <laughs> ever gone for a massive monitor has realized that pain where you're like, oh, yeah. now I can't drive the game at the same. <laughs> massive monitor. Yeah, right. Nicky's like, what are you talking and, about? And graphics cards monitor. at the moment, yeah. Yeah. they're going Boy, through the roof. Well, that's no, just, but, uh, I just like, don't want people getting trapped by that. Let's say if you do not own a Vive yet, I, I would just go for for just a Vive, not the Pro one. It's or an I would spend the money on some other fun gadgets, yeah, or or an Oculus. But some people want to have a Vive now, and they're like, should I buy the? Because some people will see this as the first Vive, and now the newer version. Well, yeah. they both have their own. Like in the end, as as Rowdy said many times before, it, it's about what happens inside the HMD. And not really because there. Are, I've Wise seen so words. many people. I've seen so many people on Reddit saying like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy this game uh, when when the Vive Pro comes out because then I can play it with a higher res." I'm like, "What? What, what does that even mean? Oh, what no, is that the, going the to change?" Do, the only yeah. thing where where I think you do have a, like a competitive advantage is like when you play like for example Onward and you can see like that the, ah, the okay. characters in the distance are maybe a few pixels more. Yeah. But because I often when racing, I play onward, racing Apex, but we're, we're I, repeating ourselves. I can't see. I can't yeah, see a thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the Vive Pro. If you're interested in picking one up, it is 800 bucks, and it will be shipping in early April. But if you don't have 800 bucks, and like Nathy said, you want to <laughs> sort of buy the original OG Vive for 500 bucks, you could maybe buy some of yeah. these as well. And that is the Vive Trackers because they're also available for order on the HTC oh. website, and uh, you could just strap them to your feet. Fire up the Island 359 and kick a dinosaur in the face. Oh. That might be and, and, uh, a good fun. And you don't know. forget the cheap uh, uh, shipping as well. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, really? It's yeah. quite expensive to ship? Uh, HTC is always expensive. Always. It makes no, no sense at all. I think, okay. like, if you want to ship a pro, you need to pay around, like, what what's, did someone say, like, 120 uh, well, bucks wasn't. for, like, shipping? Mine, mine actually wasn't. So when I when I yeah, but you already out, um, paid one thousand three hundred pounds. Like <laughs> maybe they saved a bit on the shipping then. Yeah, I think they did. That's crazy. That's it depends crazy. on where you live. Like some countries are just not great to buy. A no, when they originally the original vibe, I think it cost me something like seventy nine bucks to ship it to the UK. <laughs> it was joking. yeah, mine, mine was also like a thousand euros. So I mean, it was pretty crazy for me then. as well. Yeah. 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 Okay, so obviously you can buy the trackers as well. If you buy the original Vive, save yourself a bit of money over the Pro, get some nice accessories, get some nice games. Uh, talking about nice games, Budget Cuts is coming to Rift and HTC Vive in May. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's been uh, in development now for a long time. The developers were very quiet for some time about its development. Nathy obviously went to visit those guys whilst he was in Stockholm. And uh, yeah, they've been showing off Budget Cuts at GDC. And so far, the feedback has been pretty positive. So maybe they have used that time really well to really make a polished VR experience, but only time will tell yeah. when we get our hands on it ourselves. But uh, some more of that will be coming in the near future. Uh, but really, what I really want to know is what Valve are announcing at GEC, if anything. Um, but we don't have that information yet, so maybe it'll come after the podcast, so apologies if you know, you're listening to this on Saturday and something major has broken, like Half-Life 3 in VR, and we haven't covered it. I apologize, but we will be back to our normal schedule next week. <laughs> So uh, moving on to one of our next topics, and that is Uber. 
So Uber uh, in the United States um, have filed for a patent and that patent was filed way back in 2016 but recently was uncovered this February uh, and the patent office were basically explaining what Uber's goals are when it comes to uh, driverless technology and also incorporating VR into their driverless vehicles. And this is what they want to do. They want to have vehicles that drive themselves, which sounds kind of cool, but then they want the passengers to be entertained with VR headsets in the back. So not only will the car be driving itself, but you as a passenger will be completely blind to what's going on. This rollercoaster feels so didn't real. Wait, wait, yeah. Mike, Mike, didn't it just drop this week? Didn't Uber just have to freeze its well, automated driver service because of a, a exactly. fatality? Exactly. Yeah. Like and I crazy. was going to come on to that. That was going to be the big twist in the story. But yeah, sorry, you, sorry. Hashtag spoiler. You hater. You should tell yeah, me in the future. When you're gonna so basically, yeah, you know, they're planning on having passengers in the back wearing VR headsets. And there was a lot of obviously um, rumors about, you know, this is going to make you see, feel super sick. And they were like, don't worry, we've kind of got a system in place for that. Like the VR, the VR experience coincides with, with like a bag of in front of you. Uh, and that kind of thing to kind of make it easier for you. Um, but yeah, Zim is totally right that what actually happened literally, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, one of these autonomous vehicles, uh, which was actually, it did actually have someone in the driver's seat, by the way, it had, uh, what they call, um, what do they call them? Uh, drivers. No, <laughs> no they, they don't refer to them as drivers. They refer to them as something else. No. I, I will find you it. Mean dummies? Say. Like dummy, what, you uh, mean, no, 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 no. Uber it was drivers? a bit, no, it was a real, it was a real person in in the driver's seat, oh, but they don't refer oh, to them as drivers. Man. Oh, no, that, no, no. No, I know, the, I know. <laughs> Human being, um, Mike. They call them. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I like that name better. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. <laughs> but, but what happened was, so this 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 autonomous car, it was driving along. It had a guy in the driver's seat, but he wasn't in control of the vehicle. It was just driving on its own. And then sadly, the car hit a woman who was walking her bike oh. on the pavement in, oh, no. in in Phoenix in the US. And unfortunately, sadly, she died as a result of no. her injuries. Yeah, really? Yeah, genuinely, genuinely. Is this the first time that that happens? Well, I think it's we the think first time. we think it's the first time that an autonomous vehicle has hit someone and killed them. Yeah, that has definitely. not been covered up. And, and and this is the thing, okay. like Zim Zim mentioned at the be very beginning, like Uber has ceased uh, the the testing with the autonomous vehicles uh, as as we speak because uh, obviously this is a major concern for them. This should never have happened. Um, and until they get this problem fixed, then you know we're never going to have these on the on the on the roads in the very mm. near future. But the weird thing is, and this is the question that I sort of put to you, right? It raises a really interesting question as to who's at fault here, if. If the guy was in the in the driver's seat and, you know, in control of the vehicle, but the car was actually driving itself, who's responsible for this woman's death? Is it Uber or the, the company that made the technology around the autonomous vehicle? Or is it the person that was sitting in the driver's seat that didn't have any control over the vehicle? It's such a weird question. Um, but I wanted to throw it out there to see what you guys think. I, I, I was just it like needs to be back to... Yeah, it, it needs to be the one that builds it, I would say, but... Mm. I mean, like, the computer fails in the end, right? There's mm. an easy answer here, right? I mean, this is just, like, go watch the movie Terminator, right? Just go watch the movie Terminator. <laughs> Humanity did who, it. Who's the bad guy there, right? <laughs> Skynet. The smart fecker who came up with the goddamn chip. That's that's the guy. Get him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> the thing is, thing is Zim's, before... Zim's going Sarah Connor on us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. no, before I, we get any of these things on the market, you know, there needs to be regulations about in in these kind of situations 
what happens i can even make you a, a more interesting paradox for that like just imagine you're driving in a in a well you're sitting in a, in a driverless uh, car you know a self-driving car uh all of a sudden a group of children crosses the platform uh, crosses the street there's two things that the car can do drive over the children yeah, yeah. kill all the children yeah. or drive over of the cliff and kill you yeah what should the car do yeah Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is. I've, I've heard this. this is, I love this question because it brings up so many interesting dynamics about like the way it's programmed to work, yeah. right? And, and the there's a VR humans. experience like this. Yeah. On mobile, because yeah. I've tried. I've tried it. There's a VR experience where you drive in like it's like a cardboard kind of scene. I forgot the name of it. I can look it up. Uh, yeah. But it's like oh, everything is in cardboard, and they present you with that exact scene where you yeah. uh, you're driving in a driverless car. Yeah. Uh, you're riding in a driverless car and uh, there is like people that are crossing and you can then like the, the screen freezes and you need to choose and you know do you kill yourself huh? is, yeah. is that what you're going to do or are you going to drive over the kids yeah. well that like like I think that depends on how intelligent this system is going to be because right now it, it's not that smart and it, let's say if you build up a personal relationship with a AI you have been friends with for a while that is connected to your house is connected to your car is everywhere around you then you are going to have the problem where it would say like yeah well uh Nady, we're best friends so yeah i'm just gonna drive over some kids <laughs> because i like you yeah. <laughs> but you, you get my point sides uh, with you like right yeah. now it's, it's not having a heart or it doesn't really it does think for itself i would say but it's not at a part where it's really like the car knows you and knows how you think and and mm. would you know what i mean then it, it will make it, a different decision right now it's it's still very stupid or something mm. you know what i mean like where it goes out of its way to it's protect still like you. both yeah. ways is a f stupid yeah. decision but but the thing uh, is nathan you've you've um you've been in a tesla right you've tried the like autonomous driving you've experienced it yourself have you? well i mean i i don't have a license but i am very like into the whole tesla thing but yeah. as far as I know, if you buy a Tesla, you also agree on certain things. That's on right. That. What, like, right. If, if the yeah. car fails or... Yeah. And, 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 and I've heard many stories like uh, uh, Marquez from that big YouTube channel that does yeah. reviews on phones. Yeah. He said that his car actually like failed Fails. once. That's right. He mentioned it on the H3 podcast. H3 podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. And, no, then he, and, then, and then there was something like you could bring your car back to like the, yeah. the to Tesla and they would check it out. And if it would happen again, you would get a total new one. But it's still kind of scary that a car can just almost like like a horse without a wagon and just you're not in control of it and and and, 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 and and yeah and but then you're like stuck to it but there, there um, you basically say it i mean who knows that you know what if you have a, a taxi driver that is severely depressed and the moment that you're in a car he, he yeah, decides to kill himself and it? drive off a cliff yeah you, i mean there's risks involved in any of these kind of things mm. i mean I, so, I i still prefer an autonomous driven computer program i will still trust that more than i will trust any kind of person, basically. Rowdy does not like people. I do not like people. <laughs> not like people. So this, so this is a good question, and Rowdy, Rowdy already answered it. But like, if if you turned up at, from the airport, like I did today, and there was just an autonomous car, and like a normal traditional taxi driver, which one would you choose? Like, would you autonomous. Choose? Autonomous. Taxi what about driver. Definitely about taxi driver. If it's more mainstream, yes. Right now, I would. Yeah, of course. Really, I, I'm like, not yeah. gonna be like you know. Uh, I mean, you have to sign the form <laughs> first. <laughs> There's like a test sign, like one dollar to go on this ride. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop that, I mean, driver. That, that, <laughs> just just I mean, think of it this way. I don't want to die from Mike. One of those is autonomous vehicles. The second yeah. thing 
is drones. I don't want to be killed by either of those. That's not, <laughs> those are not good ways to die. What is but you wouldn't mind getting killed by an Uber driver? No, but... Yeah, yeah. No, but well, I, I didn't I, say that, that now, did I? As well. That happened but before as well. At least you can reason. You know, I do feel that there's an ability to speak. You can't speak to the CPU in a car. No, you can speak no. to your driver to be like, dude, slow down and let me out or whatever. I mean, there's certain red flags along the way where you can be yeah. like, this guy's swerving a little bit. I don't know, man. You can't it's control funny. every situation. That's not what I'm it's saying. It's funny but... you, you mentioned about reasoning with them, uh, Zim, because have you seen that episode of Black Mirror called Metalhead? And it's I've the never little. Seen Black uh, oh, you should so watch that episode. You I would will... love it. And that. It's so terrifying, and that's exactly the reason why, because you can't reason with the thing. Um, but it's interesting, because when I turned up at the airport today in Amsterdam, uh, I went to get in a taxi, and there was a white Tesla Model 3, and I was like, I'm going to get in that taxi. So I jumped in the Model 3, yeah. and it was my first ride in a Tesla today, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's um, funny, like, at, at, at like Amsterdam, at Skip Hole, you know, they have so many Teslas everywhere. Yeah. You, like, every almost every taxi driver is using yeah. a Tesla there. And, and the thing is, like, I was like, yeah, there's a Tesla, I'm going to jump in it. It was, like, so nice. I spoke to the taxi driver, I was like, so what do you think of the Tesla? He goes, yeah, I don't like it. I'd rather be driving a luxury <laughs> Mercedes or a BMW. I was like, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it's interesting. Like uh, The other thing about taxis in Amsterdam is they are super expensive. Like, ridiculous. It cost me like 60 euros to get from the, ta- <laughs> from the airport to my hotel. I'm like, Jesus. He ripped you off. Like. Yeah, I, I, I got... But, but, well, but, they, but they know you are famous. They know you from your channel. So right. they know you got more bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they spend. Did you give him like, yeah, 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 60 bucks, you know. You Did you give him your pillow? I didn't, I, I didn't have any room for my pillow. Do you know, I had to sacrifice so much to bring here. Because what, you didn't bag, take your pillow with you? No. Like well, my bag, I have to do it. My, my bag, uh, I wouldn't fit in the, the thing otherwise. No, uh-huh. they chucked me off the plane. But uh, yeah, so that is uh, some, some news about Uber and uh, my crazy adventure here and getting ripped off. Uh, next <laughs> is uh, Skyrim VR. So uh, you guys, uh-huh. a lot of you really enjoyed Skyrim VR last November. Obviously, Bethesda brought their epic masterpiece uh, to PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. And you guys spent a shit ton of time playing it, from what I understand. Um, but now it's coming Most to PC, finally, for Steam VR on the uh, 3rd of April. So if you're interested in checking out Steam uh, Skyrim mm-hmm. VR, then it you can check it out on PC now. bloody amazing, actually. If you look at the trailer, it's um, just the sharpness and the detail. Like, playing on mm-hmm. PSVR was nice. But I wonder, I, I just wonder, is like... Is that almost the blur effect, if you want to call it that, on PSVR? Did it mask the fact that the game is actually quite old and the textures are quite old? And are things going to look a little bit upscaled? Mm. You know when you watch like a DVD and it's upscaled to Blu-ray definition or whatever? And you can tell, you can tell it Mm. looks a bit weird, like they're using, um, you know, texture smoothing and stuff like that. I just wonder if that's that's the way it's going to look. I'm definitely going to play it. 80 hours into Skyrim PSVR, my favorite VR game after 600 games. It's so amazing if you've never if you've never played this and you're gonna play it on pc vr for the first time book some time off work or whatever so this is my question to you actually zim because obviously you've probably put in the most hours out of all of us i've never even played it um but have you in for a treat have you literally purposely stopped playing it on psvr the second you found out it was going to be on (laughs) pc no, 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 no. I, I mean, my character there is um is is very near and dear to me like i when I found out that there was going to be no way to port my character across, you know, it's going to be tough, but it's a little yeah. bit like, 
playing Subnautica or something because you know you start over in a new character you get a whole new walk of life you know yeah so, you go a different way here yeah, yeah you could build a different character like i was kajit this time gadget um and i could go some different race a different build and I, i'm actually looking forward the best to part it, of those uh, plays the second time the best part of those elder school games are always the beginnings i always like that you know just the, the first time you enter in that into that world mm. and doing that in vr is so much more awesome yeah, I, I was uh, I was just laughing about an article I saw on Upload saying, uh, you know what? This, is, this was like one of the 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 the, the eureka facts they had. Uh, they said uh, the the requirements for Skyrim are going to be a lot lower compared to Fallout 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot lower. <laughs> nice, well done. But, uh, no, but it's just, um, it, the games were released five years apart, right? So I think Nathan, what you're yeah, saying well, is, duh. Yeah, it's yeah, right? it's, it's like it's, of course. It's pretty, but... it's pretty obvious, but I mean, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I I don't know. Like I I still liked Skyrim the most of all those three games they brought out. So I think it it will get modded around and people are going to make something great out of it as well. I think like the main game is going to be okay-ish, but if you mod it, it's going to be epic. This is the it's problem. Be... Uh, the devs have stated that there's not going to be any mod support on launch. Well, I, I mean, that was with Fallout the same, but you can still... Like, that's the thing. That's what they found out, that basically what Skyrim and Fallout are are just some files in the folder together with the main game, the pancake version. So it's not that big Difficult. of a deal. Yeah. No, you could just. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not going to advertise it that much. But I mean, in the end, these games have been modded for years. Yeah. You know, before there was even a marketplace for this, where you had to spend money on mm. the mods. Um. So people will do it anyway. And I mean, if you have seen videos from, for example, uh, VR Gaming Evolved, he has been modding Skyrim for years. I can remember that when the DK one came out, people were yeah. playing it with far packs. Like, it has always been one of the most favorite games to mod for people within VR, mm. you know? So, yeah. but I just hope, like, like I, I, I think it's going to so run good. fine. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll and it's see. interesting I, I just, yeah. because uh, the, the VR, the Skyrim VR bundle that's going to be available on Steam obviously already contains the add-ons as well, which were available mm. to download separately yeah. with the Pancake version. So you're going to get Dawnguard, uh, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn in one big package. So you're going to be spending like hours in this. Um, it's available Weeks. to pre-order now um, uh, on Steam, and it's listed obviously for the Vive, the Rift, and the Windows Mixed Reality platforms. And it's going to be available for $59.99 in US dollars. Oh so, uh, yeah. So, oh so, that's that's nice. the only downside. As friends of mine have said... This is going to be the fourth time I've bought at the full price this game, you know, mm. and, and, and that is definitely a thing that is a difficult point for some people. But as yeah. well, I think, you know, the, the fun thing is that things are just things are things are great. That game, Mike, if you've never played Skyrim, that's going to be amazing. I've never played it, um, but also I'm more of like a sci-fi guy. So it'll be interesting to see. I'll, I will check it out, but it'll be interesting to see how I get on with it. Being more of a sci-fi kind of person rather than a fantasy person. Hmm. It requires it time, a lot how well you took up to the, from other sons. I love from other sons. That's that so cool. good. We got to do more. We got to do yeah. more. We never beat it. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're sort of running out of time, really, because we've been going on for about an hour and forty minutes now. So I think we're going to have to sort of skip uh, our last 
couple of uh, subjects and then we'll obviously talk about them in next week's episode. Um, obviously, I hope you guys appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, we didn't do this live this episode, but we will be back <laughs> next week uh, doing it live uh, as we normally do. And uh, what we'll try and do is even when this is restreamed, we'll try and jump in and interact with you guys like we did last week. Uh, yeah. So at least we can talk to you at the same time and still have that interaction because that's what's part. The, the, that's what's so great about doing this podcast live is is the interaction and the feedback we get yeah. from you guys uh, being a part of it. So uh, thank you for understanding. And uh, yeah, leave us a comment, leave us a like, and uh, we'll see you in next week's episode. And for now, bye-bye. Take care. See you.